Johnson and happy Wine Therapy Wednesday. I wanted to say happy Women's History Month. March is Women's History Month and we are going to talk about things that cater to women this month on the podcast of Wine Therapy. Let's talk about it. So today our topic is good. I have a guest with me. Her name is Aza. We go back. She was on season one of Wine Therapy. Were you on season two? I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she done been in a mix, y'all. So, this ain't nothing new to her. So, we are going to talk about letting go of imposter syndrome. A lot of women deal with imposter syndrome, like 75% of women, um, as research has stated, and they are women in careers. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about that and how we can overcome that and also talk about the signs of imposter syndrome as well. So, you know how we do before we get started, we do the wine of the day. And today we have Bueno Vista. It is a Chardonnay. And this is one of the companies that I am an ambassador for, which is Fawcett Collections. And this is a 2020 Chardonnay. Um, My link is at the bottom um, in the show notes where you can use a link to purchase this wine. Um, so I hope that you enjoy it. She's enjoying it. We've been drinking it for like an hour now. We've been here for a minute. So we already feeling the, we in the zone right now. So, and it's good. She likes sweet wine and it's kind of sweet. It's not like bitter at all. So, um, I hope that y'all can get y'all a, a wine or two. All right. So let's get into it. So imposter syndrome. This is when an individual doubt their skills, talents, or accomplishments. Is when they feel like they are a fraud or that they will be found out. And what was interesting to me about imposter syndrome is that one of the legends felt imposter syndrome in her lifetime. And I was shocked. Um, but it's Women's History Month, right? So we're going to talk about her tonight. We're going to talk about Maya Angelou. She felt like she was an imp- she dealt with imposter syndrome. And she wrote a while back that I have written 11 books. But each time I think, uh-oh, they're going to find out now. Um, despite her being a legend, she once spoke about feelings of self-doubt that she experienced each time she published a book. Now, that's Maya Angelou, y'all. She on a whole nother level. Like, she's top tier, right? And we, you know, we ain't made it yet. We getting up there. But a lot of us are feeling that as we are in our careers. So, I'm about Aza here today because me and her had a conversation, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago, mm-hmm. talking about you and your career and how you feel like sometimes you out of place. I feel like that. Um, in my career, even when I was getting my doctorate and my master's, I felt like an imposter. And it's crazy. That's just me getting a degree. But it felt like I was jumping to a scene that I wasn't supposed to be in. Like, I'm not. I know I ain't supposed to be here. Um, I went to HBCU, Mississippi Valley State University. Um, definitely predominantly black college. I came from, a, we both came from a predominantly black town in uh, Mississippi. And then when I went to USM to get my master's. It was like a culture shock, and I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here. I know this is not where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was just kind of faking it to get there, but I wasn't. My hard work really played off, but I just couldn't feel it. 
So I dealt with imposter syndrome there and many other instances. But let's talk about you. So I know that you kind of know a little bit about imposter syndrome. And I wanted to know, like, when have you felt it? Um, I've really been feeling that a lot in this past year for me. Um, with it being my first year in the classroom, I'm a um, teacher. So I feel a lot like um, when you have children's minds in your hands, it's a big responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I wasn't um, not necessarily prepared, but I just didn't feel like I was going to do what I needed to do. So um, I always just um, really questioned myself all the mm -hmm. time about dang, is this really what I want to do? Do I really want to be in this? Is this what I really set my mind and my heart to want to put into the world for me? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, once you, I guess, keep going with the career and keep believing in yourself, all of that of the imposter syndrome kind of dwindle away after so long. But I was definitely feeling that. This year, I've been feeling that. Oh, so this year, this is a recent thing. This, this is definitely recent. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, this, yeah, this, this is, is recent. definitely a recent yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. And some of the signs, I'm talking about some of the signs of imposter syndrome, because I felt like you talked about having maybe lack of self confidence in your in your your skill, your talent. Yes. You know, if you a teacher, they ain't gonna. Okay, I'm praying that they don't let anybody just be a teacher, but I know you ain't just be like right. not just in there just doing whatever right. because you've taught before. Yes. Um, and so sometimes we, we've done this job many times and we get promoted, but we still feel like I ain't confident enough. This is by look. Some people who have imposter syndrome, they feel like it's by look or by chance they got it. Mm -hmm. By look or by chance, you got that teaching job without, without, without you, you know, like, and I know right now you're working on your certification. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how did I, got to be by look. Cause I, I know I wasn't supposed to get that, mm -hmm. but now it's the hard work you put in. Definitely. And I know when we talked, me and you talked like two weeks ago, wherever we were, um, we talked about how you felt like out of place. And I'm like, you know, your work speaks for itself. It does. Like your kids right. are all making A's. They passing their tests. You, you made history. Y'all, it's, it's women black history. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's good. Yeah. Wait, I, I, I don't get it. Y'all, she is the first African-American cheerleading coach at her school. The very first. They never had a cheer squad. I don't think they even had a football team. This is the first yeah. year for everything. And mm -hmm. you came from a small town up here to Texas. Houston, Texas, where they got so many people and you literally started a cheer squad. I did. Come on, now. <laughs> All right. Who? Okay. So that goes to show more and more like how literally talented you are and skilled you are that you can come in and do something even more um I guess, what I'm trying to say, I can't say miraculous. I don't know the word I'm looking for right now, but you came in and did something even greater than just teaching them. You right. actually giving the kids something to do. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people can't do that. Okay. So, girl, shout out to you. Black History Month. Okay. Not Black History Month. Yes. Women's Black History Month. All right. So, well, it's not Women's Black History Month. It's Women's History Month. <laughs> Y'all can see. See, looking like, girl, you're going too far. <laughs> Okay, but it's Women's History Month, mm -hmm. and y'all, she made history, so I'm I'm proud of her. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about some of the signs of imposter syndrome. We have extreme lack of self-confidence. I felt that a lot, like yes. not being confident in my work and who I am and what I, you know, sometimes even in what I stand for. And that confidence, that lack of confidence comes from sometimes, like, being a person, you have these big ideas, right? 
and you finally come up with one and you tell you so happy you tell everybody and they shoot it down like that's just one thing Mm-hmm. And then you go in the shell like, man, dang, I'm just, I'm just gonna stop. Maybe it wasn't good enough. Maybe you know I ain't confident now because they shot it down. So sometimes right. we allow those, those external pressures to shoot us down and make us feel like we have, we are not confident enough or we're not able to do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Which we also develop imposter syndrome with that feelings of inadequacy and constant comparison. I had the biggest issue. Have you ever compared yourself with people? I always not compare. even trying to. Not even literally. I'm. From y'all, I don't be wanting to compare myself, but I have done it so much in the past. It's just like you see somebody doing something a little bit better than you, or something that you wanted to do, and all you had to do was try it, but you didn't even, you know, mm-hmm. you did, you weren't brave enough to do what they did, but you comparing yourself to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And how have you been with you comparing yourself? I'm gonna speak on that. Um, comparing yourself to people is, I feel like, plays a lot with social media now, mm-hmm. um, because you it see do. so many people on social media maybe portraying themselves as. A billionaire or a business owner or the top teacher at their school or whatever it may be or the case and sometimes it they the imposter mm-hmm. and you're not yeah. and just because you're looking in in the mirror at them or looking at them instead of looking in the mirror at yourself you're not realizing what you're actually bringing to the table mm-hmm. and so um I just started kind of doing that for myself because I was real big on trying to pay attention to what my classmates were doing and making sure, oh, I'm keeping up or I'm not being left behind or I'm at least right there with them. Mm -hmm. But I just noticed once you really see things past social media, you're not as far behind as you may think. Mm -hmm. Or you're you're in a better position than what you may think. So um, I just say for social media and stuff just be yourself and put out what you want people to know yeah and take in what you want to take in yeah because so. social media have you fooled for real yes like you think they are the true yes. imposter some are. are it's yeah. like they putting on this fake in this front and you up here comparing your hard work to something that they just dug up in an hour mm-hmm. to show or something people. that was literally handed, handed to, to them. them yeah and you and really worked for it exactly so. exactly and then like when imposters in drunk so they have you know different types um, it's like five different types, and I'll go over them in a second. But with imposter syndrome, you either are a procrastinator or you are, you are a perfectionist. And I was a perfectionist. I never did procrastinate because I'm not quick on my feet like that, like I want to be. So me procrastinating is not a good thing. So I, I was a, a perfectionist. Like I would work extra hard, like to the bone, and then still feel like it was not good enough. So for so for that, it's either procrastination or, or perfection. Perfection. Mm-hmm. Procrastination over here. Yeah, procrastination. <laughs> I'm going to procrastinate people, to the last minute. Yeah, and people and people who have imposter imposter syndrome, they procrastinate because they if it fail. If something go wrong, oh, I wait to the, you know, I wait till the last minute. That's why it's like they come up with excuses uh-huh. as to why it didn't work out the way it did. And that's those are people who have imposter syndrome as well. Mm-hmm. And then perfectionists, you know, it's I worked hard. You know, it wasn't, you know, I just I, I worked, you know, nine to five, I did all these hours and I came in early. So that's that's why I got it. Not saying, no, nah, I'm skilled. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know what I'm doing. Like right. I believe in myself. And another sign of imposter syndrome is self-doubt. And distrust in one own intuition and capabilities and always negative self-talk. That's one of the biggest things that's a downfall to anybody. Is negative self-talk. We do that a lot. People do that a lot. Where we have more negative self-talk that'll bring us in the dark hole and make us feel like we are inadequate versus positive self-talk saying, you know what, you do deserve this. You do belong here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us forget that step. We be like, yeah, we're supposed to be here. Like this is not 
this is not who I really, I just don't know. You know, I feel like I was just put here by chance and I worked hard and this and that. But it's like, no, you're capable. You are here for a reason. You know, so you are the person that should be in this position. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people with imposter syndrome tend to forget that. And another one is like dwelling on the past. Like, and I think I did that a whole lot, especially when I, um, I don't know, when I became the queen of my university and my HBCU, I'm just like, I don't supposed to be here. Yeah. I kept saying, like, it's no way from the way I grew up to me being here now to even where I am right now. It's like, it's no way. Like, my past. It, I'm supposed to be here. This is not. This is not where I'm supposed to land it. Mm -hmm. But God made it happen. Like I literally landed there, and I worked hard. But I also know and believe in myself. And I was right. telling Steve like I had a, I had a speaking engagement Saturday, and I I called Steve and I was like, Steve, I ain't nervous. You like be nervous. I'd be like, God, I'm gonna mess up. Lord, what if I say the wrong thing? I don't mm -hmm. feel like I'm capable. I feel like I'm gonna mess up. And I just came in so confident. I I wouldn't nerve like I usually like, be having anxiety, but I was just so at peace. And yeah. he was just like. That's good. Good job. You what you were talking about. I knew. That right? I felt like I felt it in my spirit. I said, I know what I'm going yeah. to do. I do this every day, Marissa. You got this. Mm -hmm. Like, this is your job. This is what you do. And I went in and it was like, the people enjoyed. They want me to come back next year. Somebody else booked me for an event. It was like a lot. And I was like, finally, I got over the hump. Yeah. Right? So, those are some of the signs of it. Um, And then, like, some ways that we want to talk about, I want to help people overcome imposter syndrome a lot of women deal with it more than men and we deal with it in our careers and one way to, to like overcome it is becoming more self-aware right mm -hmm. so with you dealing with your job your career with teaching what is a way that you realize like i can overcome this what have you thought about doing um what do you mean like where i can overcome like imposter syndrome okay um i guess i just really apply myself in the classroom and really for me it's about how my kids receive me mm -hmm. um my kids love me uh, girl that's that's <laughs> you know right there i'm in the right bees all right i really feel like if some of them could come home with me and i go with their parents they would mm -hmm. like literally love me even kids that i haven't even had in my classroom they love me mm -hmm. and like it brings me joy and i appreciate it so That'd be something that I use every day to get over the imposter syndrome. Like, oh, I don't feel like I belong here, but those kids make me feel like I belong. Um, another thing, um, I just try to make sure I, um, I think I said apply myself. Make sure mm -hmm. I'm applying myself in every way I can. Um, every hour that we're in school, we in school. Mm -hmm. It ain't, ain't playtime. Like, we, play we have a little, you know, free time. But for the most part, we're going to be getting to what we need to get to because I'm getting ready for second grade. Mm -hmm. And with me not being a certified teacher, I feel like it's more of a um, weight on my shoulders for me because I want to make sure that my students are learning. Mm -hmm. Even though I haven't had that proper um, training of what we should do in the classroom and how the classroom maybe should be like carried. I feel like I carry mine very well. Mm -hmm. I, I've been told that I carry mine very well. So, um, I just, um, yeah, just keep doing what I be doing. Just apply myself and 
just spread love and kindness to my kids because that's all they want. Mm -hmm. And, and, and structure. Kids want structure, kindness, and love. And that's Literally. what you possess, and that's and what you that's give. What I give them. So one thing I hear you saying basically is mm -hmm. that you consider the evidence. That's one way, y'all. That's one way to get past imposter syndrome. What is the evidence that showed that you belong? Mm -hmm. You literally just stated all the reasons why you belong there. <laughs> this is where I'm supposed to be. All your evidence is already in your face, and you just named it all. And I think that's what we talked about that night. We mm -hmm. talked about your evidence. Well, what what is it that's showing that you need to be there and that you're doing your thing? And you talked about. It, I'm like, girl, that's it. <laughs> like you ain't got nothing to worry about. Your work speaks for itself. The kids, how they, you know, react to you, how they feel about you and the, what what you're doing in their lives, that is the evidence that show you belong. Mm -hmm. It's not by chance, it's not by circumstance. It's literally you belong. You were put there just for them and your skills and your heart, everything is poured over to them. So that's one reason. I'm sorry, one way we can get over imposter syndrome. It's like consider the evidence. Another one is reframe how you view failure. If we say, that's what I was telling you about, how we came with the idea, mm -hmm. somebody shot it down, we feel like we failed, and we don't try again. That is, that's a part of imposter syndrome as well. So, how do you reframe it? Well, you know, they shot it down, but I believe in myself. I'm going to keep going because eventually I'm going to get more jewels out of it. So, you might have got one jewel, and they say, oh, that's just one thing. Like, you ain't, what, what else you got? But the more you keep going, you say, okay, they shot that down, but I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to fail. I'm going to keep pulling the, the hatcher every time to get more jewels out. Mm -hmm. And the more you keep going, the more it comes out. So, just view it like, I didn't fail. I just got to keep going. Be resilient. Resilient. Resilient is one of the best strengths you can enter. I tell anybody they can yes. have that. You got to be resilient. You got to bounce back. Keep going. Because when you sit in that failure then you're going to stay there. You're never going to come out of it. Right. Before you know it, you're just going to pass. You'll be like, all I have to do is keep going. Mm -hmm. Oh, girl, I don't want to be in that. I don't never want to be in that light. I don't okay. never want to wait 10, 20 years from them and be like, Marissa, all you have to do is keep going. That's it. So that's one thing that you can do as well. Um, <clears throat> another thing is... Um, Refrain, um, I'm sorry, use positive uh, self-affirmation. We talked about that last show, y'all. So go back to last show as we talked about positive affirmations. And you're going to get a little bit about that and how this helpful with you dealing with imposter syndrome as well. We, she talked about how not to compare yourself with other people. Don't compare yourself. You don't know. First of all, sometimes and majority of the time, we don't know what them people struggle with to get where they are. That's right. Let's just be real. They probably feel just like you in the beginning of their career and they're where they need to be. They probably work years to get there. But you're comparing yourself to their to their harvest, but not where they sold, basically. Mm -hmm. Is that scripture, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> your seed you can't do that because you didn't see the seed they sold so mm -hmm. don't compare yourself you don't know how long it took them to get there you don't know what it took and then you don't even know if they faking if they're the real imposter or not so don't compare yourself literally stay in your lane keep your mind focused on what you're doing that will literally help you overcome imposter syndrome just know that you're there for a reason um another one is Know your strengths. You know your strengths. Obviously, you just named them with them kids. Mm -hmm. Literally, you just named them with no problem. Like, I do this, I do this. Like, my strength is this. You got it. You got to know your strengths and actually work on them. Like, right. really rely on your strengths. It's one of the biggest things. Be um, confident in your strengths. Be strength. confident in them. That's, that's kind of what I don't. I don't have confidence sometimes in what I know I can do. And it makes me feel away sometimes. And I'm like, why do I be like this? Like, mm -hmm. I know what I'm bringing to the table. Why I'm I know like, what I'm bringing. And, you know, and, most <laughs> time, and that's what it goes back to whatever I was saying about 
um, how people shut it down. Like, you know your strength. But with people, external pressures, we talked about that earlier. External pressures will really, like, map out your life if you let it. Mm-hmm. And if people say, you know what, that ain't nothing. And then you'll feel like my strength is now a weakness. No, it's not. That's your strength. You use it. Don't let them tell you right. no different. So don't continue to use your strengths. Embrace your success. A lot of people with imposter syndrome, which was me. I told me and Steve was talking like two, three days ago about me working at the, like my first job. I was 15, working on the side of the road, picking up trash. I never forget. <laughs> I never forget it, y'all, in the summer, the whole summer. And then after that, I worked at the grocery store and I worked at McDonald's. I worked, but I became what I was, basically what I was telling him, I became a manager every time. Any job I had, I became a manager real quick. Mm-hmm. Real, real quick. And I was just so shocked, and it was just like, I felt like in the beginning, like, I was supposed to get this. When I became a supervisor at CP, I was the youngest supervisor they had, by the way. And I'm just like, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I belong. Everybody was older than me, and I don't feel like, Lord, they got years behind mm-hmm. them, and this and that. I'm supposed to be here. And God was like, yeah, you do. This is where you belong. And it, evidence showed it. I was one, and my employees, supervisees, they still brag up until this day. I was one of the best supervisors they ever had, ever walked foot up in there. Like, ever, because I was human, and I knew they were human. I treated them the way I want to be treated. And that was That's my strength. When you talk about strength, mm-hmm. I treat people how I want to be treated. I don't treat you no less, no different. How I want to be... How I want to be treated. <laughs> First of all, this your name, Tatum. Okay, okay. They come in on my <laughs> All right. So, when I say I treat people how I want to be treated, so that was the biggest strength I carried it, even with my clients today. I put myself in their shoes because I know that I can be on the other side of that chair, that couch, that table any day. So I treat them that way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to chime in on that part too mm-hmm. because with me being a teacher, a lot of parents are um, very tedious now on how what you say to their kids, how you mm-hmm. talk to them and all that stuff. I don't have kids personally, but I try my best to keep in mind how I would want somebody to talk to my little cousins, how I would want somebody to talk to my little brother at school. And if I wouldn't say it to my, my siblings or my cousins or somebody, I'm not going to say it to your child. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of um, being a teacher, too, and, like, getting that assurance. But another thing that made me feel good, um, one of my parents, I had a parent-teacher conference. A parent literally cried on the phone with thanks. See, that, that, baby, that's all I need. <laughs> oh, oh, you, that's all I need. I was like, I know you're not crying. That's what I told her when she started Girl, crying. I, I said, you playing. No. I literally told her no. she's playing. Stop, stop, stop playing with me. Girl, bye. Crying. Girl, bye. When I say you were that, it, that's evidence again. It's just, it's more, it's more facts to show you that you belong. I think I told Steve, y'all, Steve is here. That's why I can bring him up <laughs> at this point. I'm mm-hmm. just letting y'all know he's in the room. <laughs> but um, I told him that I had a, like a couple of client people. I, my clientele is grown. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls, she, she, she said she heard my show and she wanted to become a client. She said she felt safe and secure. I said, that's all I needed. That's I don't good. need views. I don't need None likes. I already ain't got hell. So <laughs> I don't even need that. All I need is for people... To literally give a testimony and say, I heard that. That's why I want to go. Mm-hmm. They testimony and say what I've done for them and how what I do make them feel safe, secure, and that they want to be there for the help. Right. Nothing else I needed. And I felt like imposter syndrome with doing these shows. Like, why ain't there? But I didn't even want to do it at first. Steve had to, he had to kind of get me there. Because I'm like, Steve, that ain't me. That ain't what I do. I think it was definitely me feeling like I didn't belong in that life. Mm-hmm. But I realized, like, I help a lot of people. People not yes. saving. They may not. 
Um, they may not comment. They may not share. Like, like with them, people are looking and they say it separately. So are. when she said, I said, I ain't never seen this girl name on my stuff. <laughs> I ain't never seen her on my Instagram, TikTok, none of that. But she said she saw my show and she wanted to become a client. She felt when she said she felt safe. That's I said, oh, yeah, you coming on here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's when I knew. I know that made your heart feel Girl, it did. Like, I was like, yeah, you coming on here. You might yes. come on here, client. So, that was enough for me. So, the evidence. Good. So, with this show, y'all. Y'all know my show is not long. Um, I hope that y'all got something from it. And if you're dealing with imposter syndrome today, the best advice I will give you is what we just talked about, ways to get over. But also, seek a therapist. Um, at the end of the show, you'll um, get a clip that talks about how, you know, where you can find therapists and psychiatrists and things like that. But if you know that you are in this situation in your life where you're dealing with imposter syndrome, seek help. Talk about it. Lean on support. Make sure you just look at the evidence. Make sure you look at, you know, what's going on in your life. And then try to reframe your mind, your vision, your perspective. Once all of that change, you won't even deal with imposter syndrome no more. Mm -hmm. Just believe in yourself. If you're doing it, you're doing it for a reason. And it's not for a season, it's for a lifetime. So just remember that. So y'all know how I like to leave y'all with a quote of the day. And the quote is, you are not an imposter, you are real. And it's not luck, timing, or a lie. You deserve where you are today. Alright, so until next time y'all, let's talk about it. Family, thanks so much for joining us today in our session. Note that each session that we have, we talk about mental health and life topics. But these conversations are not to substitute for a trained mental health therapist. If you are someone that you know are in need of a therapist today, please connect with therapyforblackgirls.com and psychologytoday.com. You can also contact your insurance company to see what therapists are available for you. If you like what you heard today, Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Wine Therapy. And don't forget, also subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, let's talk about it.